Hello, friends. You're tuned into our podcast, Youth Voice Alaska, via StoryWorks Alaska's student advisory team, here to help share stories about our youth to the community. Today, we will be covering a series on bullying. I'm Anna Wen. And I'm Destiny Rapati. The goal in this podcast is to discuss bullying prevention. We have three stories for you. One who is a target of bullying, next a person engaging in bullying behavior, and last an overcoming of a challenging obstacle, whether it be socially, mentally, or physically. So, Destiny, what is bullying exactly? Great question, Anna. Bullying has the potential to be repeated and is intended of being hurtful, and also contains a power imbalance environment. All right, so with these definitions fresh in our mind, we'll first open up our podcast with the first story. Allison, who deals with being a target for bullying. Then we have Nuchia. He shows a bullying behavior. And last is Holt, where he overcomes a socially awkward moment. So let's dive in. I remember it being an autumn's day, but it was still so sunny outside. All the kids were pouring in, and it was the first day of the sixth grade. And out of all the sixth graders, I was the most excited because I wanted to get out of this childish elementary school and go off to middle school where we can act like adults. And <laughs> and um, pretty much I, I had high expectations for this year because I thought we were the seniors of elementary school. And around the sixth grade, I had Dora hair. I had big frame glasses and I used to wear my soccer jersey and it was orange once a week and including the socks because I thought it was good luck for my soccer team called Orange Crush. And like I'm saying again, I, I had high expectations for this year, but after a few weeks into the school year, I realized that things started to hit rock bottom for me because I was bullied. And I was bullied in the first, third, and fifth grade, but this year was a whole lot different because it, it actually it actually taught me that there was like betrayal in this world and this girl that I met I would tell her my secrets and my problems with her but she would just blab it on everyone else and pretty much she would she pretty much she would like make everyone in the sixth grade against me and it, in, in this experience is when I started to experience insecurities and about myself because I forgot to mention that I was the only Filipino kid in the sixth grade and people started to make fun of me for that too and I never really understand why because I didn't do anything I never did anything to them and I just remember like walking into class and walking into the lunchroom every day and people would you know talk behind our backs like this and um, it really bothered me a lot and it happened throughout the entire school year and I just remember this one time I walked into the lunchroom and I was trying to interact with these group of girls and they were just they were talking behind my back like right there and I was standing in front of them I mean sitting in front of them and they didn't care if I was crying or not and I just remembered um, walking into recess and I was completely alone and sitting on the swing sets uh, with my head down and nobody would notice that and I spent my entire recess like that and one day at school the girl went up to me my bully she went up to me and said it must have sucked that guys our age can't like a chubby and loud girl standing in the middle of nowhere 
and that completely broke me inside and I ended up crying for about four times a week and I didn't want to tell my parents nor my teachers because I didn't want to be sent to a therapist and <laughs> I didn't and I thought I could handle to handle this on my own but apparently I couldn't but I didn't I still didn't tell anyone and and yeah this happened for the entire school year and this is when like I realized that I wanted to change, but for them, not for me. So I began roaming around my mom's or my sister's closets, and I stopped wearing my soccer jersey after my bullying started. So I would like wear my mom and my sister's clothes from their closets, but no, I was still bullied for that. <laughs> and you know, I I was completely broken inside. I didn't know what to do, and. One day, at, one day after school, I was in the elementary school student council and I was bullied in that club because she was in and so were her friends. And they began making fun of me for all certain kinds of things and I was crying. And so I sat next to the water fountain and I was crying my eyes out. And I thought I was the last per, I thought I was the only person at school because I thought, I thought I was the only person at school because I was the last person to get picked up by my dad. But then I realized that the student council teacher was actually in the classroom and he saw me crying and sat next to me and asked me what was wrong. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to tell because I thought it was going to be known as a tattletale or I thought I could figure it out on my own, but I had no choice but to blurt it out. So yeah, I told him from detail to detail from what happened on the first day I was bullied to right now. And he said with pride and determination that the bullying was going to stop. And I was relieved when he said that because I thought my bullying days were over, but I was scared at the same time because again, I didn't want to be known as a tattletale. But I just went with the I just went with the flow. And the next day when we were reading, he he actually came into class, took took my bully out of class, and talked to her half the day. And after that, the bullying was over, but she would still give me dirty looks, and so would half the sixth grade class. Yeah, they would still give me dirty looks, but half the sixth graders were just like, oh, okay, she's fine. And as the school year concluded, um, I slowly started to move on from my bullying. And I strangely became more confident in myself. And as the years continue after my bullying, I matured and I changed, but it wasn't just for the people, it was for me. And I don't have the Dora haircut anymore, but I still got my <laughs> hair. I think Allison's story really touched the heart. Stay tuned in, we'll hear Nichia's story next. My story is, takes place in like the summer after eighth grade. So back in eighth grade in the summer and back then, I was a really bad kid. <clears throat> uh, I was like pretty much a, like a bully to kids because I thought it was fun and I was bad. Like this one time, my friend, uh, my cousin, uh, he was like a break dancer at our school and we, it was like eighth grade, almost at the end, he was practicing for his break dance at a show at our school. And so I said, I'm gonna join him. And then I thought, 
how about pranking him and sabotaging it? But then, so at the end, like the second day before the performance, I quit so that I would sabotage it. I thought it was fun, but then it wasn't. So when he got home, he wasn't like sad or anything. He just was really frustrated, but then his brother was like, was breakdancing at the TV. And so he saw that he's like, how about you come and join me? And we breakdance at our school. And his little brother is like in elementary, like this tall. And they breakdance at our school and it was amazing. But then I looked at myself and I thought, why did I do that? Not like, look back at it. It wasn't even fun. So, uh, summer, right? Uh, summer uh, was when, at the time I came home late. It was like seven or eight. To my family, that was late. So when I got home, like that's what I did to my cousin. I can't, I can't believe that I'm just realizing it now. And then when I, when I went to sleep, I thought about it for like the whole like sleep. I didn't get any sleep at all, like the whole night. So in the morning, I do what any kid would do. Wake up, watch cartoons on YouTube, watch anime, like all you people, some of you. Okay. And then I thought about it. I read comic books and then I saw Superman, right? I was like, he's a nice guy. Flash a nice guy. Batman's which is the Dark Knight, and he's still a nice guy. <laughs> like, everybody's nice. Like, every anime character, every Power Ranger, every superhero, every main protagonist is always nice and kind. I thought, man, I did a lot of bad things. Maybe I should do some good things and be better. Like, be a hero to not myself, but to other people, to pay back for what I did. So, I started doing that, and now in ninth grade, I got like a lot of friends. Like when they need help on homework, I would actually try to help them instead of just giving the paper and copying it. So when they needed pencils, I would try to give them pencils. And when they didn't understand a question, I would like try to explain it. And so now my family, my older sister, they kind of like enjoy having me around the house. So I'd wash the dishes every day because nobody would, and I would clean the house wipe the floors, mop the house, not, not the bathroom, the bathroom's for later. And so, yeah, the, the moral of my story is, doing bad things are not fun. Hurting people is not fun. Helping them, making them smile, making sure their lives is just as perfect as everybody else. So that's the moral of my story, treat everybody like you want to be treated. Thank you. Nuchia's story touched well on bullying behavior because he discusses and admits trying to pull this prank on his cousin. He definitely realized an important aspect in his life, which is family. Next up, we have Holt's story in which he talks about how a sunburn can be painful but have a positive outcome. Uh, so about a year and a half ago, I started getting really into springboard diving. And diving is a bit of an unusual sport, and not that many people do it because not a lot of people find throwing yourself off a board into water, you know, a fun activity. And so my coach always kids like, oh, you know, you have to have something a little bit wrong with you in order to dive. And uh, turns out that there's a lot of people with just a little bit wrong with them. And so I made a lot of friends over that first high school dive season. And one of these friends was named Savannah. 
And uh, Savannah is, was kind of like a, a small dog personality where, she, you know, she was really cute, but she barked a lot, and her bark was usually mean. And so despite, like, her being mean to a lot of people, I still, you know, I developed this crush on her over the course of a year uh, until it became time uh, for school to get out. And we went to different schools. She went to South. Uh, but we were both going down to the same uh, diving summer camp down in Austin, Texas. And uh, going down to Austin, where, you know, the sun is always high, like, and just brighter than it is in Alaska, uh, my mom made me bring a lot of sunscreen, because I'm, as you can all tell, I'm really, really pale. And, uh, and so, you know, I promised my mom as I went, like, yeah, don't worry, I'll put plenty of sunscreen on. I mean, we're barely going to be outside anyways, as the pool is indoors. But, you know, I, I will. Anytime I'm outside, you know, I'll be, you know, covered in sunscreen, mom. Gotcha. Promise. Uh, and so I go down there, and... Uh, the first week is just awful. Uh, just, I don't feel like I belong. Uh, like, despite being a diver, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm always just following Savannah around. And so she had made all these great friends, and she was experiencing all these, like, great diving success, but I was falling off the board, and I was kind of, like, I felt like I was following her because I had a crush on her and not making friends of my own. And so wherever she ate lunch, I was just kind of, I was there with her, talking to her, but... You know, she was focused on her friends, not me. Uh, and so after that first week of, like, all this failure and all this letdown, uh, I went to a natural springs. Uh, it was like a camp activity, so it wasn't just me there. It was uh, Savannah and I and all of Savannah's friends, along with, you know, the rest of, like, the younger kids at dive camp. And uh, we were waiting in line, and I brought along all my sunscreen in order to not burn in the sun. Uh, and this line was, like, a half mile long. Uh, and, you know, it was 108 degrees in Austin. We all wanted to go to uh, the Natural Springs, and so everyone else also wanted to go to the Natural Springs in order to cool off. But so I'm waiting in line, and, you know, I feel like there might be something wrong. And I realized I hadn't put on sunscreen. It was like, you know, my ginger senses were tingling a little bit. <laughs> and so uh, instead of putting on sunscreen, uh, I decided, you know, follow a little lazier path, and so I just, you know, went into the shade instead of, like, applying any sunscreen on myself. Uh, and so I kind of, like, danced around, uh, not really, but, like, I jumped from shadow to shadow and, like, trying to, like, block myself from the sun instead of actually just, you know, take out the sunscreen and put it on my face because that was too easy. Uh, and so we finally get into Barton Springs, after probably an hour and a half, two hours of waiting, and I'm so excited, I just, you know, take off my shirt, and I just, like, run into the water, and I completely forget about sunscreen. Uh, and a little while later, I hear Savannah, is like, hey, Holt, do you put on sunscreen? You're starting to look a little pink. And so I'm, like, really grateful, like, oh, this girl, you know, she has a crush on me, we're friends, you know, she cares about me, this is great. So I, I get out of the water, uh, I'm like, hey, can you, you know, spray sunscreen on me? Because I didn't want to stay out, I didn't, like, want to rub anything in, I was like, just spray it real quick, I'll, I'll be fine, I promise. Uh, and so I'm kind of, kind of thinking about, oh, you know, my mom, you know, she said to put on sunscreen. I'm putting on sunscreen. Uh, and so Savannah kind of like sprays down my back real quick. Uh, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. That's okay. So I run back into the water. Uh, and about two hours pass and I'm not feeling anything because I'm in the cold water. And I get out and I kind of like walk a little bit. And I'm like, oh, that feels kind of weird. Uh, and so I go into the bathroom and I, and I kind of turn around and look in the mirror and my back is probably the same color as my shirt. Uh, and I, it, it all hits me all at once about how much pain I'm in because of the sunscreen. And then, like, 
way to add on to a crappy week if all this failure with now, you know, barely able to move your shoulders at all. You're kind of like walking around like, I'm fine, guys, I promise. Uh, but what was even worse is uh, with diving, you have to like flail your arms around a lot and you have to move. And I couldn't do that. Uh, but I was able to avoid it because it was the weekend. But time came, uh, and Sunday night we had to do diving auditions for the camp. And that's, you know, you kind of got to show off. And I didn't really feel like I had anything to show off to. But, you know, I had to do it regardless. Uh, and so I'm, uh, I'm kind of like in the locker room, like, oh, my God, how am I going to go out there? All the coaches are going to see the sunburn. You know, I might get in trouble. My friends might get in trouble. The counselors might get in trouble. My mom's going to be pissed. Uh, and so I'm kind of sitting there, and, you know, Savannah's off with all of her friends on deck, and so I'm alone in the locker room. Uh, but this kid comes in, one of Savannah's friends, and he's like, hey, let me help. And I'm, like, genuinely taken off guard because I didn't feel like any of them, like, cared about me. I felt like I was always the guy behind Savannah. Uh, but I guess I didn't feel that way to them. Uh, they felt like I was, a, you know, a genuine friend over that first week. And uh, I hadn't realized I was too, like, uh, so much in self-doubt and over the weekend and so much pain that I didn't realize how many friends I'd really made. And so this kid, along with a lot of other of Savannah's friends, they all came in and they all like kind of blocked my back in. So it was like a circle around me as I walked. And so like none of the coaches then could see my this abysmal sunburn. Uh, and so like I'm getting on deck and, you know, sooner or later they're like, okay, hold your turn. Uh, please do a back approach. Now, back approach is where you get on the end of the board and your back is to the coaches. And so I was like, well, that's, that's all, folks. <laughs> Obviously, everyone must, you know, now see the sunburn. And uh, so I get up there and I kind of like look at them like, well, okay. And like I turn around and I hear one coach go like, what? Like, <laughs> like gasp. And like all the coaches are like, oh, my God. And I'm determined not to fail, but I can't move my arms, so I can't do this. So I'm like kind of like up there, and I'm like kind of bouncing up and down, and I like slowly start to raise my arms, and they can't see my face, but I'm like almost about to cry because <laughs> it hurts so bad. And I'm like, no, you're going to do it. So I just put my arms straight up in the air, and I hear this crackle on the sound of my back. And at the same time, I feel like my spleen is going... <laughs> uh, and so I fall off the board in pain, and I'm falling kind of like in slow motion. And, you know, I look and I see the coaches and I see all these amazing friends that I had made and I see Savannah. And if Savannah and I had put on enough sunscreen, I would have never noticed this. I was falling and my thought before I hit the water was just, thanks, Savannah. <laughs> Thank you. Old Story really brought genuine humor that helped ease the awkwardness of a crush and making new friends. It was a very fun-filled story and I'm sure it brought smiles to our faces. Thank you, listeners. That is all we have for you today. And a big thanks to our audio engineer from Alaska Teen Media Institute, Kendall Stormo, and thank you to Charlotte Severin for the original music. Tune in next time to hear more stories from Youth Voice Alaska. I'm Anna Wen. And I'm Destiny Rapati. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed.